with Johnny Radio. This hour is brought to you by Scooters Plus on Summer Avenue. Now, here's your host, Johnny Radio himself, John Harden. When you hear the sound of coming, hear the drums drumming, I want you to join together with the band. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome into a little Sports 56 happy hour. I am your buddy, Johnny Radio. I got Jay Morgan Harder hanging out with me. We got so much to discuss. My goodness. Um, it is October. It is the second day of October. The er months just get better. Locktober? Locktober. Yes, Locktober. What's up? Shout out, by the way. Big shout out to our good buddy over at Paramount Sports, Lee Sterling. Killed it yet again. My man's in fuego. My pat, my pocket has been padded. Uh, we'll talk a lot about some sports games. We got to talk some SEC football. Did you see Ray Davis? I think he's still running. My man destroyed Florida. Did you catch any of that Kentucky-Florida game? Uh, John, that was a beatdown of epic proportions. Holy cow. My man Ray Davis, at one point in the game, on seven carries, it was still in the second quarter, had 141 yards and a touchdown, and then he had over like 200 yards at halftime and two touchdowns. My d- dude just went just went off. They put like a graphic on the screen at one point talking about how many yards he had, and then the next play right after the graphic went away, he touted like a 60-yard touchdown run or something. I mean, just something ridiculous where they had to change the entire graphic over again. It was it was wild watching that. And then you had, of course, the, the fireworks down in Oxford. I still can't believe that. Jackson Dart. Played a great game. My man Quinshawn Judkins did it. LSU, Ole Miss, that was a heavyweight fight back and forth. Does Jackson Dart have the goods, dude? Um, He does today. He, yeah, I'm going to say, I mean, he sure as hell did on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? He really did. He played a great football game. Um, I, I mean, that was a that was an insane football game. Uh, the Memphis Tigers this weekend. I mean, I don't get it. Talk about an insane football like, game, Like, dude, John. they just decide to shoot themselves in the foot. All during the first quarter. You know what I mean? Like 17 to nothing. It is looking completely ugly. And then all of a sudden, bam, man, Memphis takes off. You start getting the, you get the ball to rock, man. You see what happens. Good things happen. Tigers came back and got a big win against Boise State. I mean, I mean that was huge. I don't, I don't know who's calling plays, John, but they should not be. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say who it is because I don't know who it is. I've got an idea of who it is, but I'm not even going to say that, John. Whoever's calling plays... Get get him out of here! I mean, it is the worst play calling I've ever seen in my life. It is atrocious. It was, um, but I don't know who that is, so I don't. I'm not firing anybody because I don't know exactly who's calling plays. But whoever it is, needs a little work, man. You know, or a different job. Uh, speaking of play calling, man, talk about a different week from Ole Miss against Alabama last week to like lighting up the scoreboard. Uh, it, it was just a wild weekend uh, in college football. You know, Arkansas was very disappointing. Don't look now, but Texas A&M looks pretty different with Max Johnson, don't they? Very, and that, you saw that, what was it, in the second half of the game before that? Uh-huh. He came out there and was looking good, yeah, too. Yeah, that's what I was like, man. It's a different football it, It's weird. I mean, Max Johnson, one of the best backup quarterbacks you can tell in football. And right now, Texas A&M is looking pretty, pretty good. That was, a, uh, that was a big win for them. We got all kinds of things to talk about college football. You know we got to jump deep up in the NFL as well. Like, what in the – like, is the NFL, like, confusing or what? Well, that's the way you have to watch the NFL, John, is every time you think you know something, you realize you don't know anything. You, you don't know Jack, my friend. Yeah, it, I, this weekend, I, I mean, I do know one thing, though, I can tell you. My man, you know Fred Smith's son, Arthur Smith. I do, yeah. Coach of the Falcons. A, a real football coach, John. Uh, 
You're not going to say that today after their performance in London? He's got to know that Desmond Ritter is not the dude. How in the world is this guy? I mean, they don't have anybody else, I don't think, necessarily. Dude, go to – what is it? Is there backup Taylor Heineke? Oh, no, Heineke would be a huge step up then. I didn't realize that. Yeah, absolutely. Taylor Heineke is a legitimate NFL quarterback. Desmond Ritter is not. He's terrible. It makes me think, Damn it, now i got to look it up because if I'm wrong, I'm going to feel No, I think you're right because I did hear someone talk about Taylor Heineke this weekend, and it was definitely that game right there. Here's the problem, John. There is no way Arthur Smith is trotting out Desmond Ritter every week. There's just no chance. You can't do it. I I think that somebody maybe that works above Arthur Smith. It is Taylor Heineke. Yeah, somebody that works above Arthur Smith. I'm going to go ahead and, and... and draw the conclusion here, somebody above Arthur Smith is making the decision to trot Arthur Smith out. I mean, to trot uh, Desmond Ritter out there. Because he is just not, can we just say right now, he's not an NFL quarterback. Not at all. Not but at do all. you want to know who looks like a damn good NFL quarterback? C.J. Stroud. Bro. Big win yesterday. Dude, look, go look at Bryce Young, the number one pick, and how bad things are going in Carolina for that little guy. Um it's just not going completely is the way you you would have hoped it for the young man. Mitch Trubisky, NFL quarterback? Um, man, hey, hey, he got some playing time, and he might get a little bit more, by the way. Um, he played a little bit this weekend. Did you see that? Because, you know, Kenny Pickett was um, – he, he might not be an NFL quarterback, John. Um, Kenny Pickett, got, I mean, how bad is that injury? Do yeah, that you know? was bad. I shouldn't be making fun of him the day he gets injured like that. But it was pretty bad. I mean, I think he was he was on the ground grasping his ML, knee for a while. Is it an MCL sprain? I think that's right. I'll look at it. But, yeah, that's not good. And, by the way, the Steelers are just not also not a good football team. They'll turn it around, though. If we know anything about the Steelers, we know they'll turn it around. He will miss some time, but his knee injury is not believed to be season-ending. That is courtesy of Ian Rappaport two hours ago on Good Morning Football. Ah, perfect, 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 man. But, uh, yeah, also we uh, anointed Miami too fast, didn't we? Well, no, I think we I think Buffalo we closed the book on Buffalo. Breaks on them. I think we closed the Woo. book on Buffalo too quickly. You know, Buffalo – Pretty much you throw out week one. They have been unbelievable since then, and I think they showed that. Josh Allen was just awesome. Like, he was just nasty. I mean, what, he run for one and threw for four. Dude just was ridiculous. They dominated. Uh, the The Broncos got a much-needed win, by the way, over the Bears. Can you believe it? 31-28, Sean Payton. My man Sean Payton. Remember when he was kind of uh, busting the chops in Nathaniel Hackett? Well, you know, he hadn't been doing it and said he did a terrible job coaching last year. And then, you know, come on, the Jets players came up. Well, now we got the revenge game. We have uh, this week we get to see the Jets and the Broncos, the, uh, you know, little back and forth between Nathaniel Hackett and Sean Payton. But, man, we're going to talk some college football. We're going to talk everything because we have the best in the business. We have Jake. Crane from Crane and Company. You need to get up every morning with them. Start your day off the right way with the best sports show going around. What's up, Jake? Yo, What's yo. Up, How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Ready for Saturday already. Man, I'm telling you, uh, it's amazing how fast it flies by. We're, we're cruising in. October's here. You got playoff baseball getting ready to start. NFL's crazy. College football's nuts. We got the Red River rivalry this week. And Oklahoma and Texas look pretty, pretty nasty. Right now, though, that defensive front for uh, Texas looks real. Are you a believer in Oklahoma's defense now? I'm getting into it early, man. I'm excited about this one. Uh, both teams 5-0. and Texas, our early six-point favorite. What you thinking about? Well, man, you know, I love the matchup. I mean, you think when you're looking at kind of the, the, the mind games here, you have two of the best at, at their craft on opposite sides of the ball. Steve Sarkeesian, obviously, offensively. 
uh, and then Brent Venables defensively. You know, last year Oklahoma gave up a ton of explosive plays because, you know, they, they, they were just not very fast in the back end. If you got to the secondary last year, the second level in the run game, you could run past Oklahoma. I mean, like, you know, Augustus Gloop chasing after a chocolate lollipop. So this year Brent Venables, all you know, was able to go to the transfer portal. I love Stutzman in the middle. That defense is athletic enough to be able to do the things Brent Venables wants to do. So that's a heck of a matchup. And, yeah, look, I don't think this is going to be a, a 52-49 game. What I'm interested to see is uh, Oklahoma going as fast as they do with this new clock rule. If they're not moving the ball early, how long do they go that fast? Kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum of, of what people were thinking about when these new rules got passed. But I tell you what, man. The more I watch Quinn Ewers, I don't think there's a better anticipatory thrower in college football, which means two things. He can either see the future or he knows exactly what's going on every play, every adjustment, every choice route against every coverage. It should be a heck of a battle. I don't know what's a better coaching matchup. Steve Sarkeesian versus Brent Venables offense to defense or Bobby Petrino versus Kevin offense to defense either way i can't wait to find out man 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 now uh before i could jump ahead and all uh everything next week i gotta look a little bit back to last week i'm excited because of the georgia kentucky matchup but kentucky look liam cohen's back leary didn't really have to do anything they just ran the ball ray davis ran right down florida's throat the offensive line was so dominant and then you look at the other side in georgia i felt like i mean auburn hung with georgia I, I don't know, man. That kind of freaked me out a little bit. Georgia's making me a little nervous. Well, look, that, that game, Kentucky won that game exactly how Kentucky wants to win games. Run the ball and stop the run. They beat Florida the way that Florida beat Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you're able to open up the run game like that, what it does to play action, what it does to safeties, how it slows down the, the pass rush, too, uh, when you run boots and things like that because, you know, they're so over-aggressive on the run that they're not too much worried about getting to the passer. Uh, I thought I thought Kentucky's offensive line played fantastic. Here's the problem, though. Kentucky's a much more north and south running team. Auburn was able to run for a lot of those yards against Georgia because, you know, the RPO action, the zone read east and west, even going back to, I think, Auburn's second drive of the game when Peyton Thorne busted that 61-yarder. Devin Leary's not going to do that. And all week, Kirby's going to be running around with that bullhorn, screaming at the front seven to stop the run, because right now, it's, they're, they're, Kentucky's kind of like Jonah Hill and Superbad with the, with the dice on the dance floor. It's really the only move they have. And Devin Leary has not responded to, be, to, to pressures very well this year. And if, if Georgia just slows down the run somewhat for Kentucky, I do think it's going to be tough for the Wildcats to move the ball. They're going to have to take chances through the air. And where Georgia's best at on defense is in the back end, especially at the safety position. You know, and I know it's in Athens. Um, I know it's a big game. Georgia is number one. Divert, you know, they, they deserve to be. Brock Bowers is great. I'm not sold on Bobo calling plays yet, but it, this game being 15 points, I just couldn't. When I looked at the opening line this morning, or when I looked at it this morning, I saw it was 15. I was I had to look twice at that. Yeah, look at. I think it started out at 17 and a half Ooh. too. I, I'm going to see which way it kind of goes. Um, I'm interested to see. I'm sure, obviously, a lot of people bet it down right when it came out. But I'm just telling you, man, like, like if you look at Carson Beck, he's the only Power 5 quarterback, and I know they haven't played the, the toughest competition in the world, that's thrown for 250 passing yards, had at least 20 completions and a 60% completion rate every single game. They're starting to take the training wheels off of him a little bit. He's been in a couple fights now, the one at home against South Carolina, 
on the road in his first road test, had to come back and win that game, and he, he doesn't fold under pressure. I tell you what, man, something changed in the way I looked at Carson Beck when they showed Kirby speaking at halftime of the South Carolina game where they were down, and he winked at the camera. Just something, like that's not something that somebody that's nervous does. Yeah, and you're definitely right. Um, especially these coaches with all the pressure they got on the on to win. He's winking at the yeah, camera. He may look like Sid from Ice Age, but he don't play like them. <laughs> uh, two quarterbacks had, I think, phenomenal game. Daniels and Dart. Ole Miss survives, comes back and beats LSU. Huge win for Lane Kiffin for Ole Miss. But what's this say about Brian Kelly, Mount? LSU's got two losses already. First off, you do have to give credit, obviously, to Ole Miss and and Lane getting the guys to bounce back. That's why, you know, after a big loss, you always want a chance to redeem it the next week. You don't want to have to wait, you know, three weeks or play somebody like Grambling the next weekend because nobody deep down really feels better about the team. Um, So I want to make sure I get that out of the way. But what what has happened to LSU's swagger on defense? I mean, Florida State comes out in the second half and just basically says we're tougher than you are, and they proved it. Arkansas pushes them around, able to hang in the game. And then Ole Miss just punked them up front. Talking about LSU's defensive line, the offense offense is playing great. I just, to me, it shows a lack of fear of embarrassing yourself in front of your teammates, your coaches, the fans, and your fan base, or in your family. I've just never seen, it's one thing, you know, hey, man, oh, we blew that coverage. They hit a big play. It was a touchdown. We got to fix that. Or, hey, I, I overran this. I got to make sure and slow down. I'm too aggressive. You were just getting punched in the face up front. Like there was no hiding that, and that that allowed Lane Kiffin to run what he wants to do the most in that play action game. And it was uh, it's just weird seeing it, and it's happened multiple times. So the more you show me who you are, the more I'm going to believe that's who you are. And for LSU, man, it, it's a physicality problem, and, and I never thought I'd say that. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy when you to think about LSU not being a physical football team because that's just who they've always been. Now, I don't know how to say this, but Duke, you know, like everything that was going on in Durham, game day, the whole world's there, and like fourth down and 16. I mean, Notre Dame, Sam Hartman running around. I mean, that was a wild game. But did it also feel like Marcus Freeman in the second half was doing everything he could just to not lose? Well, you know, that's kind of how Duke's been beating people by letting them make mistakes. Uh, and you go back to last year, the, the, you know, the difference in the turnover battle, Duke doesn't beat themselves, and they make big plays in very opportune moments. Notre Dame out-Duke Duke. But that's the way that Notre Dame's been playing the whole year. Look, it's not flashy. They're not going to hit a bunch of explosive plays. They're going to play good defense. They're going to run the ball well. They're going to hit the tight end in the seam on third and short. And they're going to wait till you break. And Ohio State, that game was just crazy. Obviously, at the end, that Notre Dame made mistakes. But I didn't think they'd have to convert a fourth and 16 with Sam Hartman's legs to be able to do it. So I, I did think they took their foot off the gas a little bit um, in that second half when they could have put Duke away. But they let Duke make the mistakes. And Duke ended up making the mistakes uh, throughout the game to give them a chance to win it. And they did. Don't look now, though. Uh, just the you know Kentucky man, Louisville's playing good football. They're five and zero. Kentucky's five and zero, and now Notre Dame has to play Louisville uh, in in, in uh, Louisville. And I don't know. This is kind of a sneaky, dangerous little game. Notre Dame came out with a six and a half point as a six and a half point favorite. Yeah, look, 
Notre Dame's schedule, man, it's like getting, you're getting jumped by a gang of ninjas. Like, it's just like every week, and it's like somebody's different. But like, that runs a totally different style of play, and Jeff Brom and them are undefeated. They're not going to be afraid. This could be a huge marquee win for them, even though it's outside the conference in his first year. They snuck past Mississippi State last week. Thank God I bought that down to minus two and a half. Uh, but, no, this is a tough matchup in, in what has been a sequence of really tough matchups. The question is going to be, can Louisville stop Notre Dame's run? Because if you can stop their run, you kill everything that they do because I don't think Notre Dame's skill players on offense on the outside, they're really young. They're going to be good down the road, but there's nobody you look at the outside and you're like, oh, my God, that guy scares me to death. So Louisville's going to be in this one. Uh, they're going to be in it for a while. So I'm interested to see how they hold up. Uh, against Notre Dame's run. Yeah, Notre Dame's schedule is nuts, man. They do, after after they have to play Louisville, they got USC coming to town. USC oh. this, this week, by the and way. And Clemson. And they had yeah, Clemson. It, it is, it's just brutal. Now, USC was in complete control, it looked like, playing Colorado in Boulder, and then all of a sudden, a little bit of spark. Are you worried about that USC defense? I mean, it was kind of funny in the first half. They were like, this is the USC defense they've been waiting to see. And, boy, in the second half, that USC uh, defense actually showed who they are. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if if USC and Ohio State and Colorado were all women, Joel Klatt would move to Utah and marry all three of them. I mean, that dude just he can't he can't help himself. Um, when it comes down to USC, I, this looks like every team Lincoln Riley's ever had. Like, it just looks like every team he's ever had. Elite quarterback, elite on offense. Defense shows flashes sometimes to being better, but they're really not. And I do want to give credit to Colorado fighting in that second half. But I'm just telling you, man, Oregon's the most balanced team in the Pac-12, especially now that Cam Rising is playing for Utah, and, and they're basically, you know, they have like Eddie Graham's Kentucky offense from the last couple of years. Uh, I just I think it's the same USC team, man, and just getting, you're going to get the same result. Caleb Williams is going to go nuts, but USC isn't going to get there because, number one, the Pac-12 is absolutely loaded this year from the top to the bottom. And number two, balance keeps you on the beam. Man, um, the, you know, one thing that a team that doesn't have much balance that kind of kind of freaked me out was Washington struggling with Arizona this week. Telling you, Johnny Radio, RG3 and all these guys that want to put them number one in the country, Washington's the best. They're the best team ever. And they want to complain about how Florida State struggled against Boston College. Well, Washington almost got beat by an Arizona team with their backup quarterback, Throwing, throwing the ball. I'm just telling you, Washington and USC are very similar. They're very, very similar. Not that Washington – I love Michael Penix. I love Polk. I love McMillan. I love Kellen DeBoer. I love what they're doing out there. It's great. I can't wait for this Oregon-Washington matchup. But I just don't trust that defense because they haven't shown it to me yet. Now, I don't have the, the nine years of information like I do with Alex Grinch with Washington, so there's still some hope there in my opinion, but I don't trust them. Oregon's off this week, then they do go to Washington. Is that team, I mean, you said they're the most complete team. They also have a difficult schedule. you got Washington, Washington State, then Utah, and then they, later on you have USC. No joke. I mean, you're going, we're going to find out how good Oregon really is. Then they get, but with that defense, don't you feel like Washington, if they can't run the football, Oregon go out there and, and, and you know go toe-to-toe? I feel like they'd even be favored on the road. I, I think so, too. I mean, look, we know what Washington can do to the air, but a lot of the reason they can do that is because they are able to run the ball. But Oregon is a team, and we see this all the time in sports. Uh, in, in the NFL, sometimes the Chiefs don't go out there and score 35. I've seen games where the Warriors couldn't hit a three to save their life. 
I've watched this Atlanta Braves teams that have that have scored a, a ridiculous amount of runs struggle for a couple games in a row. That's how offense is. And when that happens, is your defense good enough, especially against teams that are worth their salt, to be able to win the game? I think Oregon's is. I, I think it takes longer for Oregon to have to dribble with their left hand when it's not going good than it does for Washington or USC. The, the, the Pac-12's best chance of making the playoff is also their worst chance of making the playoff. They have a bunch of good teams. Michigan hadn't really played anybody this year, but when you look at them, do you feel like that that's the best team in the Big Ten? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, they return a lot. That offensive line is just so, Massive. so dirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and J.J. McCarthy, man, I know, again, the competition hasn't been great, but his arm strength's improved. I mean, he's able to make plays. Now, he used to be able to extend the play and take off and hit guys in the intermediate or throw a ball that hung in the air for three hours and somebody go make a play. Now he's out there throwing laser beams left and right. I like this. They're an old team. They got as many as seven offensive linemen that could go in the NFL draft. I think Michigan's the best team in the Big Ten. Man, I think you got the best thing going. I love starting my morning off. I'm telling you, you just put on YouTube on your TV, bro. I put you on. I sit there watch your brother Blaine and Dave. And, I mean, it's just it's great. That's how everybody should start your morning. What do you got coming down the pipe this week? Man, we got everything. We're deep diving. We did an Alabama Texas A&M preview today. We're doing the Red River, uh, Red River Shootout, big preview tomorrow. We're talking everything NFL and college football. We have live call-ins, a live chat. You like talking ball, man? Come hang out. I think you're going to enjoy it. Just go to YouTube. It's C R A I N N Company. We're not hard to find. Is Dion would say. Man, be blessed out there. Enjoy everything, you my brother. Too, bro. That's all be- right, man. Take care. That is Jake Crane. I'm telling you, check it out. Give him a, also a follow on Twitter at Jake Crane underscore J. We also got to talk with Terry Davis today. You know that, right? Well, I know John, and we're going to have to talk about this Tiger football team. I'm going to have to bring up a little something that you might have said now, but yeah, but they wins did are wins. Get a John. big win. Wins are wins. Let me you tell know? you something. That first quarter was it. The, was it seventeen nothing in the first quarter? Oh, it sure was, John. And I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't think they had a chance. Oh, neither did I. No, I was did. like, what is going on? It was reminded me of the Navy game. The way they started out, they came out so flat. Navy was running right down their dead gum throat. You know what's crazy too is like statistically, Boise State is like bottom five in every defensive category in the country. What do you think about their quarterback situation? The two quarterback system. Like I, don't. I'm embarrassed to say, it took me a full quarter of watching football to realize. There was two quarterbacks playing. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I know that, you know. Oh, that's funny. We're yeah, going to take far a away. Quick, we're going to take a quick timeout. But before we do, I want to remind you: the first hour is brought to you by the great people over at Scooters Plus. When you need parts to work on your on your gear, they got you. If you need them to do the repair, they got you. Plus, they have the largest showroom around. They got a blowout sale going on, a reduction inventory because they want to bring in a whole bunch of stuff for Christmas. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you right now, you can also go over there right now, put down 25% on layaway. Get that bad boy uh, for Christmas, that gift that you need to get, super gifts because you can get, of course, scooters and four-wheelers and UTVs and ATVs and dirt bikes and super, super motorcycles. I mean, they got side-by-sides. They got everything. If you want to do something in the outdoors, they got you covered. It's Scooters Plus at 3425 Summer Avenue. They're open, by the way, 9 to 6, Monday through Saturday. You can also shop online, check them out, look at their parts, their inventories. It's ScootersPlus.us. Back in two shakes, talking Tigers with Terry Davis on Sports 56, 98.5 FM. We are real sports talk. 
Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour with Johnny Radio. This hour is brought to you by Scooters Plus on Summer Avenue. Here once again is Johnny Radio. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke, he's so mad, but he won't give up daddies. He knows he won't have it. He knows his whole back's in Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio hanging out with Jay Morgan. It is a Monday. We have so much stuff going on in October. We haven't even had a chance to get into it. I mean, we got playoff baseball starting tomorrow you know that right like tomorrow are you fired up i'm so fired up man because you know there's one thing you know we don't have football on tuesdays and wednesdays and that's when we were getting back in our baseball thing that's right but now man it's it's baseball it's going forward i'm fired up i am fired up everything's kicking off uh tomorrow we also have did you know grizzlies media day today yeah are you going Man, I'm here with you, brother. You know who is going today, though? He might be the only person in our station. I don't know who all is going. I shouldn't say that. But I know one person for sure at our station is going today. Zach Boyd, working media. Dig it. Dig it. Now, um, again, baseball tomorrow, 2 o'clock. Rangers and the Rays, the first game. You get the Blue Jays and the Twins. Then you have the Marlins and the Phillies. So, playoff baseball tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, we have the Diamondbacks and the Brewers somewhere in there. <laughs> I almost forgot about them. You know what? You know what I'm starting to do. I tell you what. I, I, I the adult, I mean, the Marlins have no chance. But I do like John. I'm going to start <laughs> getting into handicapping tennis this week too. We need something alternative tennis. to football to bet on during those Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And while baseball is going on for the month of October, we're going to be out of stuff in so November. I'm, yeah. So, so figure it so out. I'm starting handicapping tennis today. I'm going to have some bets for Man, us. Man, that's my homie right there, Jay Morgan, getting me bets. It's time to talk about what the Tigers did this weekend. Uh, it was not. Always pretty, but it was a win. The first first quarter, especially the first half, I was, I didn't, I, I didn't know what was going on. The Tigers looked terrible, but they got the big win against Boise State. Terry Davis, what's up, buddy? Man, what is up, man? Just enjoying this beautiful day. Man, it is a beautiful day. It was a great, great day for a lot of people down around this area. I mean, think about it. You know, the Vols fans, Tennessee got a big win over South Carolina. Ole Miss took care of LSU at home, stormed the field. The Tigers held on to beat Boise State. So pretty much all the peeps around here right now are probably feeling pretty good. Um, how'd that, that Tiger game, though, how come they keep – they did it against Navy. They started extremely slow. They looked horrible in the first – like some of these first quarters – they just don't even look like they come out of the locker room ready to play. Yeah, something's going on, you know, with, with Steph. You know, either he's not getting off on the same page. If he was behind his receiver, he was overthrowing his receiver. He was just missing his receiver. Because I went back and looked at the game, and it, it was just it wasn't the same person. Then midway in the second half, everything decided to click. And when they clicked, they clicked well. Twenty eight on that point. Man, it did. It was uh, it was important. The second half, how the de- how come the defense was so different? That's a, another thing. I'm just like it, it is it amazes me. Like the first half against Navy, they couldn't tackle anybody. The first half yesterday, they could not tackle anybody. And then all of a sudden, the second half, they came out and they looked like a different football team. I think you know when you're playing against 
two quarterbacks, it's hard to prepare, especially two quarterbacks that's totally different. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they were trying to key in on the, the all-purpose back, you know. So they had three different areas they had to so what they gave up, you know, early on that they made those adjustments and they, they figured out, you know, which quarterback like to do what. And then, you know, if they could have contained the big tall one, the 10, out more, because he was able to run on them, but the other one was able to throw on them. But they found a way to win, and that's all thing that matters. And I'll tell you one thing. Get the ball to Rock Taylor. Get the ball to Blake Watson. Those are your playmakers. i got to also say um, my man had a, a pretty decent game. Um, Ted Gummy, what's his name? Blankham C. Blankham C. And my favorite new Tiger, Kobe Drake. I love Kobe. I love this from Kobe Drake. He is like the element on that team. You know, he don't have a lot of great numbers, but he comes through in the clutch. And, you know, he always delivers. When you need a big play, look for Kobe Drake because he's going to move those hands. Solid hands. Solid yeah. hands, man. Very reliable. Yeah. Um, they did, Like, that was, a, that, that was a huge win. What did you think about that two-quarterback system? Was that – I mean, heck, it reminded me of the days when Noah Brindice was being running back. I think it was Shane Matthews and Noah, Noah Brindice when Spurrier was doing I think that. It, it actually works for them because, you know, I watch Boise, you know, when they're on on Friday nights throughout the week. You know, they're, the, they're a very exciting team to win, and I think they might win the Mountain West this, this year because they're, they're a very good, you know, all-around team for the Mountain West. Like I keep telling everybody, you know, the American is still the best of the group of five, and I think the Peach Bowl is going to the winner of the group of five, and that's why this win was so important for the Tigers because it's going to help their resume come November. Are you, um, you know, every right now, big, big, big win. They, you know, something you can't overlook. But I hate to say, I mean, now you got to look up. You got a little time off, but on the thirteenth, you got Tulane, man. That's, is that Friday the thirteenth? Friday the thirteenth. Oh lordy, that's a that that that's going to be a heck of a game. I have if Memphis does what they need to do, they show up because it's national TV game. It'll mm-hmm. be a six o'clock game. You know, you win by one, you win by hundred. They don't make a difference. Because, you know, I actually picked up a vote in the coaches' poll. That's when they would start getting noticed. Because they'd be on Friday night. They can go in and, and beat Tulane. Then their name will be started mentioning as far a possible championship team because they had that one leg up on Tulane. Dude, that would be huge. That would be huge. What do you think about right now, like um, in the first half especially, I'm sure you were frustrated, some of the play calling in the first half? Yeah, you know, yeah. I know, you know, I don't never agree with when it's fourth and one or third and one coming from the shotgun. I always hated mm-hmm. that call. And when they did that fourth and one from the shotgun, you know, even when I was on the field, I just knew that was not going to be a good, good call. You know, some of the stuff they do, you know, it, it frustrates me. But some of the other stuff they do, you know, it, 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 some, I, just I just don't get it sometimes. You know, you know, I, I don't get paid to coach. And I know they they looking at something that they, they see that they can exploit. But, you know, sometimes a blind man can see that what they're going through is not going to work. Well, big, big game for the Tigers. They got the dub, 35-32 over Boise State after trailing 17 to nothing. And, man, it was a uh, big, big comeback win for the Tigers. Now Tulane is on the Friday the 13th. That's going to be a wild one coming up next. But i got to ask you, man, hey, it's Grizzlies Media Day. What's going yep. down, my friend? Man, we, you know what? The health and wellness of this team is the only thing that makes a difference. Is Desmond Bain going to be healthy? Is Steve Adams alive? <laughs> is he going to play a game this year? You know, it, you know, it's all about health and wellness. And we finally, finally, finally going to get Derek Rose to talk to the Memphis media as a Memphis Grizzly. 
man, that that's going to be nice. And then also, you know, we're going to get used to some Marcus Smart. Uh, just a little sidebar. I'm going to try and stick with the Grizzlies, but damn, did you see? I mean, the NBA is making some some no, noise lately. You know, Dame goes and joins up against Giannis. Drew Holiday yep. he goes out to Portland, then all of a sudden Portland sends Drew Holiday to the Clippers. Um, damn, now who's the best team in the East? Uh, best team in the East is still going to be Milwaukee, man, because Milwaukee with, with Giannis, you know, they was already top two without Dame. You put Dame on that team, even though you t- you're going to lose a lot with Drew going out, but you're going to gain more with Dame being in there. Because Dame Dollar, you know, that dude, he, he comes through in the clutch. He's the clutch primetime player. Mm-mm-mm. All right, today, one of the big things, what are you going to find out? Are you going to find out how healthy Steven Adams is? Uh, no, the grid's going to lie to They're going to tell us uh, it's no update. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real, man. <laughs> You're right. You're so right. Uh, and I'm stoked. You know, Derek Rose is going to be there. Uh, I'm kind of curious, man. Um, everybody going to be talking about Ja today? Uh, you know what? There's nothing to say because Ja's not there. You can always ask him, you know, but – you don't know what – they already know the job not going to be that point mm-hmm. about this game. So they just going to go out there and, and do what they do because they're professional. You know, this, they have two all-star potential even without job being out there. So this team will find a way to win with Marcus Spar being out there and Derrick Rose, he can give his all for 25 games. And if you break down out there, you know, we're good. We just need him in for like a, that fill-up pass for 25 games. And he can leave it all on the court for 25 games. Out there, he can, you know, go to the retirement home or just, you know, take a seat in the ministry. <laughs> It take a seat on mentorship until you know Memphis get over this up. Well, um, how healthy is he going to be this year? How how is he feeling? Uh, he's feeling well and he's looking good. You know, he's settled down. He, he, he's got his kids in private school in Memphis. He's reacclimating to Memphis. He's going to be a part of Memphis Tigers. Going to show up to a couple games here and there. So I'm, it's, it's good to have him back in the city and back in place to see them. All right. So who's who, who's going to have the better season? Is it going to be Jaron Jackson Jr. or Is it going to be Desmond Bain? I think Desmond going to have the better season, even though Jared Jackson Jr. looked great in the offseason. I just think I think he's going to make I, – I think he's just going to do what needs to be do to make an all-star team because he still hasn't made an all-star team. And I think he really wants to go back home to Indiana as an all-star, you know, because that's where he's from. So I think he's going to put that extra up in there to try to make the all-star team this year. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Well, Grizzlies media days today. Uh, you had the Tigers who got a big win. Also, what's up with uh, Penny Hardaway and uh, the Memphis Tigers basketball team? Uh, you know, we they have student madness in a couple of days on the fourth. You know, I think they got some disappointing news when they you know they, they lost their first appeal to mm-hmm. DeAndre, and I think uh, Penny was hoping that the administration would come through and say, look. Let this guy play, you know, innocent to proven guilty. You know, so his court date, he being Mr. Williams on the West Coast, is next week. Hopefully we get some good news out of that. So if he can get his thing, you know, squashed or whatnot, and we get Mikey in, you know, because my thing now is I I hope they both can play before the end of the season, but I think it's a 50% chance that one of them, we only probably get one of them. Who do you think we probably get? But even if you don't get either one of them, I think this is still a second weekend team, even if you don't get either one of them. They do have a lot of playmakers. I mean, they got guys that yeah. can score and put the ball in the hoop. That's for damn sure. Um, but man, like, uh, if you if you had to, I mean, of course, like, who do you think has the best chance actually to play for the Tigers this season? Like, if I had to put betting money on it, I would say Mikey would have a better chance to play for yeah, because you never know with the NCAA because they can do whatever they want to do. They, you know, they always always talk about it. they is all about the best interest of the student athlete. 
But, you know, you got a kicker for Colorado State that's 20, what, 30 years old, and, you know, age ain't nothing but a number. So they, they can do what they want to do. You know, they're the ones that rule people in eligible in the first place. You know, it's not uh, his fault that the other's fault that his school told him he was ineligible even though he was eligible. That's not his fault mm-hmm. because you can only do what the, the university tells you to do. Dead gummit, man. Well, hopefully uh, we'll get some good news coming here forward. But, again, like you said, this team, I mean, it's it's an older team. It's a veteran team bringing in a lot of people, use the transfer portal. But it's got a lot of guys out there who can put the ball in the hoop. So um, nothing to be too uh, upset also about. Too, also, too, don't forget, Mac action starts this week. So Wednesday and Thursday and Tuesday, football. Mac action. Don't Mac action. Oh, man. Well, what about the playoffs, too, man? We got baseball. I mean, oh, everything's I mean, going you know, I'm, so I'm, good. I am waiting for it because this is the reset, everybody 0-0. Zero, zero. Mm. And I know you said the Marlins don't have a chance, but if I'm not mistaken, a team up in Philadelphia, they was a 60 uh, low Yeah, last year, yeah. Mm-hmm. So never said never, man. It's all about the right pitching, the right hitting at the right time. In a three-game series, anybody can win, so... You know, I'm looking forward to every one of these series, man. I can't wait to get started. I can't either. I really can't, man. And by the way, it starts all at 2 o'clock tomorrow with the Rangers and the Rays, the first game, 2 o'clock on ABC. So after the show, you know, I'm going to sit down. And it's going to be baseball all day long. Who you like, though, to win this, John All? You got somebody that you just think, I mean, is it pretty simple? Do you have to say the Braves? You know what, man? You, you, you say the Braves, but. The number one, it's hard for the number one seed to go in and win it all the time. Remember, the Dodgers always go in the number one seed and never win it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm looking for a Braves Dodgers, you know, uh, championship game. And on the other side, man, I'm I'm not putting none past the White Sox or the Tampa Bay Rays, man. man. Because they started off hot, man. So I would love to see Tampa Bay and uh, Houston in the championship get series there too. So in the World Series, in that way, I, it'll be a great series either way to go. I also kind of got – I can't help it, but I kind of got to root for Baltimore. I mean, the fact that this team won 101 games. I mean, we haven't seen them in the playoffs in so long. It's not even funny. I just – I don't know. I like this young club. So, playoff baseball. Yeah, but they, they don't have no star pitcher, man. So they no, don't no, know. no, no. It's kind of like the problem with the Dodgers. They don't have any starting pitching either. No, I said star pitcher. Me experiencing in the postseason. Oh, yeah, yeah. Star no, pitching. they don't. I, I thought you said starting yeah. pitching. <laughs> <Scar pitching. laughs> no, no, no. Dodgers definitely don't have no star pitching, you know. Even when they had star pitching, they said they couldn't win at all. All right, what you working on this week? Uh, Tiger, Tiger basketball, Tiger football is taking a week off, and high school football is getting hot and hot and hot and tight, man. So it's nice, man. man. It's good to be back, and and it's good to go see those uh, Lady Tigers and Memphis Tigers this Wednesday after Wednesday night. Man, dude, be blessed. Continue the good work. Read your work at Tri-State Defender. Follow him at Terry D five one five, and always listen to him on Mondays. Have a blessed one, Terry. All right, talk to you later, my brother. Man, that is Terry Davis covering the Tigers, the Grizzlies, pretty much everybody in the Mid South. Now we are going to take a quick timeout, but I got to remind you: Did you look good this weekend, Jay? Did you did you did you, did you style and profile it when you went to the Tiger game? Oh yeah, I had great cowboy boots on, John. You know where I got them? Man, Frontier Western Store, fifty eight eighty Goodman Road. Jay went down there and he got his. Chaz has got hers. Um, all the kids are out there. All the young, well, I guess I can't really call her a kid, but. See, it's, that's great because they have a ladies' boutique. They have a children's department. Anybody can shop at Frontier Western Store, and you know they have the largest boot showroom around. 
Western boots, work boots, dress boots, cowboy boots. They also have shoes. They got Hey Dude. They got hats. They got jeans. They got it all. But if you can't get down to Frontier Western Store and Olive Branch, you can shop online at FrontierWesternStore.com. They ship your order within 24 hours, and any order of $75 or more is shipped absolutely free. Frontier Western Store and FrontierWesternStore.com. Back in two shakes, Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11, here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Happy Hour with Johnny Radio. This hour is brought to you by Scooters Plus on Summer Avenue. Here once again is Johnny Radio. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke. He's so mad, but he won't give up daddies. He know he won't have it. He knows it's all back to these ropes. It don't matter. He's dope. He knows that, but he's pro. He's so stagnant. He knows when he goes back to this mobile home. That's when it's Welcome back, back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio. Jay Morgan Harder's hanging out with me. It is a beautiful Monday in the Mid-South, man. And we got football tonight. We got playoff baseball tomorrow. Grizzlies media day is going on. All kinds of great stuff going on in the world of sports. Absolutely love the Ermonts. Now, me and Jay on the other side, we've got Hardenwood at 1230, of course. But we're also going to break down tons of NFL action. We have Seahawks and Giants tonight. Seattle only a two-and-a-half-point favorite again. We talked about the NFL. Dang, you're kidding me. It's wild. What, what? You didn't know that's the line? I, I saw it move to, for the – so I took it at one and a half on Tuesday, last Tuesday. Giants plus one and a half. Oh, my goodness. And then, and then it moved to Giants being favored by one and a half, and I was like, oh, that's yep. awesome, big time. And, and now, now it's moved, it's moved again, again to back to the Seahawks two by two and a half right now. Is this the time to double down, John? I don't or should know, I not man. Be doing let me tell you like something. Saquon Barkley's ruled out today too. This is this is a this is a game that to me doesn't make any sense. I feel like that Giants secondary will get absolutely exploited by Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Uh, I think Kenneth Walker's going to be able to run on the Giants as well. Uh, I just I think Seattle's the better football team, but that line to me just I mean. I know it's in East Rutherford, New Jersey. That's what I'm saying. Life, At but... some point, Brian Dayball is going to start coaching football. You know, he wins. He can manufacture wins. And at some point, that's going to start. And I think it's going to start tonight, John. You got Peyton and Eli on the call. So you got Eli Manning. He's going to be wearing his Giants garb tonight. It, like you said, it's in MetLife Stadium. We're playing in East Rutherford, New Jersey. You have to expect it to be maybe a little bit of football weather. I don't know what the temperature is going to be. I'm going to say 60s or 50s or something. So we're talking football weather in, in, in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. I'm, I, I'm on the Giants tonight, John. Man, it's like... I just it's remember. Be a better bet out I there just that, remember though. when I went out and watched, you know, Seattle go into, you know, Detroit and beat a pretty good Lions team. Um, the Panthers aren't any good. They, but they dropped, I think, almost forty on the Panthers. Sorry, team. I don't know, man. This Giants team, I just obviously have no faith in them. Yeah, and and I think that's almost the reason why I want to bet them. The like most, their offensive too. line is terrible. Yeah, no, Evan Neal's the worst offensive lineman I've ever seen. In my and life. when you have a bad offensive line and you don't have Saquon Barkley and, and wh- you have to put this on Daniel Jones's hand on his shoulders to go out there and get you a win, he, he can scheme. Oh, Dayball can man. scheme you some offense, though, John. Only he can thing scheme they got, you some offense. The only thing they got is a tight end. Like poor Daniel Jones, man. I mean. I like quarterback, though. Here's another thing, too. Is, you think he's going to run a lot tonight? Well, probably he has to. I mean, maybe a little boot bootleg action. 
the other thing with me for the Seahawks too is like you said, the Seahawks have have looked impressive at times as well, but not like super overwhelming. Like losing to the Rams in Week One at home, for instance. Week One, it was Week One, and, and the I Rams team won again yesterday on a nice comeback from Matt Stafford. And I threw up Buffalo's Week One loss, but but Dude, uh, by the way, man, Buffalo. I mean, they lost to the Jets. Remember, like Week One, it was September 11th, big game. Aaron Rodgers goes down. They still lose, and now they look like the best team in football. And then it took a big third quarter against the Panthers, and then which the Panthers then started scoring again in the fourth quarter to make that kind of a football game True. again last week at home. So I don't think the Seahawks are like this overly dominant team necessarily. And so for the, and, and everyone, no one is lower on the Giant. Like the, the NFL fans are so low no on the, the Giants, Giants right now. It makes me really like them tonight at home. I, I just trust Dayball primetime game. We're underdogs give me the Giants man man I will say um I do I do also as bad as the Giants offensive line is you know the Seahawks offensive line is extremely banged up that's great for the secondary yeah. too because that's why they're getting thrown at so much I feel like that's why the Giants are getting thrown at have so much like all damn day that's right yeah, well, we got a little Monday Night Football. We're going to also talk tons of NFL on the other side. We're going to break down what we saw this week. I mean, after last night, what, like, what's what, what do you think about Taylor Swift and the NFL? Um, I think that they are taking the uh, you know what, John, not even the best relationship on the uh, Chiefs. How about that? You like Brittany Mahomes and Pat Mahomes? How about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Oh. Best relationship on the Chiefs. How about that? That's a pretty good one. That's like a that. little zig always or zagging. Oh, by the way, I would tell you something. Last night when Pat Mahomes was running, and it, it, he did make the right football play, and he slid. If you had now Kansas City and you laid the eight, you're probably very upset that he made the correct football play. But, man, when that man slid down, you would have think that the greatest thing in the world happened. I jumped up, man. I was screaming at the television, yes, because I thought we were just – I thought they were going to come in backdoor cover. Thank goodness I got them, them Jets, Thank man. goodness. And Taylor Swift was there, man. I needed to see her a good game. By the way, so Travis was, Kelsey, bad game because Tay-Tay. Maybe, well, he played well the week before, though, right? I mean, he did, but is it because he's been up all night with Tay-Tay? Well, I don't know about that. Uh, you know, t- tough game last night, John. It's a tough game, tough road game in New York. It's hard to win football in New York. Um, also at the game last night, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Two actors. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Married actors. They're married to each other? Oh, they sure are. Um, and then other celebrities were there, right? Who would Brian? You got one. Off I mean, it's New head. York, dude. No, there was another one that was there. It wasn't John Bon Jovi, but it was something like that. Oh, I'll well, look it up. By the way, Cowboys looked great. We got so much NFL football to talk about on the other side. So do me a favor and don't touch the dial. But man, you know what time it is? It's time to maybe go get something to eat. Are you hungry? Yes, man. I like barbecue. I want some Central Barbecue where smoke is their sauce right now. I could go with a sausage cheese plate, a couple wings, get a few of them dry spiced. The other one, oh, the sweet heat. Golly, I want some wings. Smoke is their sauce at Central Barbecue. They got five great locations, downtown Central, Summer, Poplar, the new one down in South Haven. Central Barbecue. Go to eatcbq.com, by the way, and have them cater an event for you. Check out all the good stuff. So if anywhere you are in the, in the Mid-South, you can find a Central Barbecue Close and go get a great lunch. Plus, you know they have the best ribs, pulled shoulder. Man, Central Barbecue. Smoke is their sauce. We got NFL. We got Hardenwood, where it feels so good, and we got to make some bets. That's all next. Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Oh. 